We want to thank you for tuning in to Against Principalities and Powers, where we look at the world around us through the lens of Scripture. In our episode today, we're going to talk about weathering the storm, as this is a very important episode because it's an episode that can help us to get through all of the pressures that most all of us are experiencing in this day and time. So we pray that this message is a blessing to you. Now, many of us are living in a very stressful society. That is the society that we're living in today. As we find ourselves under pressure to remain healthy in the face of COVID, we're under pressure of trying to avoid being evicted from our homes. We're under pressure of trying to make ends meet in the face of ever-increasing food, gas, and housing prices. We're under pressure of not falling victim to violence and murder. We're under pressure to conform with ways and ideas that we don't agree with. We're under pressure of being stopped by the police and potentially brutalized or worse. And of course, we're under the pressure of the possibility of war. So... The question becomes, how do we get through it without being depressed, dejected, angry, anxious, and the like? How do we handle these pressures without turning to alcohol or drugs, be they prescription or non-prescription, or turning to sex and pornography or some other vice, all in an effort to escape the pressure? And even more, how do we deal with things, these storms, and still have joy in our heart, peace in our mind, and hope in Jesus Christ the Lord. Well, God counsels and advises us as to how to weather these storms through the prayerful reading and study of his word. In the case of weathering the storm, we can look at how God's servants, such as Paul the Apostle, got through them. In the book of 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, verses 24 through 30, Paul tells us, he says, in which Paul is talking about the kinds of things that he uh, had endured. He says, five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have spent in the deep. I have been on frequent journeys and dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen. Dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren. I have been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. Apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure upon me of concern for all the churches. If I have to boast, I will boast of what pertains to my weaknesses. Now, to say that Paul just had a series of bad days, that's an understatement. Yet, Paul never lost the joy in his heart, nor the peace in his mind, nor his unfailing hope, all in Jesus Christ the Lord. Now, in 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, verses 9 through 10, Apostle Paul tells us the response of the Lord to his request to have the tribulation he was facing at that time to be removed from him. It says that God responded to him by telling him, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Now, Paul then goes on to say, 
Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in distresses, in persecutions, in difficulties, in behalf of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So, Let's take a closer look at how Jesus Christ and the servants of God weathered the storm. Because if it worked for them, and it did, it means that it'll definitely work for us. Now, there are three major similarities that we can point out. The first is, all of them walked in the way of the Lord. Now, to provide an example, consider King Hezekiah. In the book of 2 Kings, the 18th chapter, verse 3 and verses 5 through 6, the Lord tells us about King Hezekiah, who reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. The Lord says of King Hezekiah, he says, And he did right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. He trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, so that after him there was none like him, among all the kings of Judah, nor among those who were before him. For he clung to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord had commanded Moses. So from this, we see that walking in the ways of the Lord means that King Hezekiah was careful to be obedient to the commandments of God. The Lord tells us concerning his commandments in 1 John, the fifth chapter, verses two and three, he says, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Now, King Hezekiah's obedience enabled him to enjoy God's full support, protection, and favor. Now, to prove this point, when King Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attempted to take over Jerusalem, King Hezekiah was able to lift up a prayer to the Lord, a prayer that God immediately responded to by destroying enough of the Assyrian army to convince them to depart from Jerusalem post-haste and go home. Now, when we are obedient to the Lord, we can count on the Lord to help us in times of trouble. The 121st Psalm verses 1 through 2 and verses 7 through 8 tell us, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains from whence shall my help come. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. Now, not only can we enjoy God's protection, we also enjoy God's favor. Listen to what the Lord tells us in the first Psalm, verses two and three, where he says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and his law he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. Now, the one who focuses on and does the commandments of the Lord are the tree. The waters represent the source of all that we need to live a godly life on this earth 
despite the ungodliness all around us. So the first similarity of Jesus Christ and the servants of God is that they were obedient unto the Lord. Now, the second similarity is that they were totally focused on the will, the work, and the things of God. The Apostle Paul once said in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, second verse, he said, For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, Lord Jesus, as a youth, on one occasion when Joseph and Mary went out looking for him and found him in the temple, questioned Jesus as to where he was. Jesus told them, Why is it that you were looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? You see, God's servants were completely focused on the work they needed to do for the Lord. Now, that brings us to the question of what our focus must be. Now, the Lord answers that question in the book of Colossians, the third chapter, verses 1 through 2, which says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above not on things on the earth. Now, remember the scripture that tells us about when Lord Jesus walked on the water. That was an actual historic event that also presented a heavenly truth. You see, the sea also represents the turmoil and chaos of the world. Lord Jesus illustrated that he and everyone that believes and trusts in him rises above the turmoil and chaos of the world. You'll also note, that when Peter took his eyes off of Christ and onto the waves, he began to sink back into the water, which we're talking about when Peter got out of the boat and started walking toward Jesus on the water. When he took his eyes off of Jesus Christ and instead started focusing on the raging waves around him, he began to sink into the water. And he cried out to Jesus and Jesus came and pulled him back up out of the water. Now, the lesson for us in that is if we believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, then Jesus will pull us up out of the cares and worries of this world and enable us to enjoy the love, the joy and peace of the Lord, knowing as it is written in the book of Romans, the eighth chapter, 28th verse, which says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So the second similarity is that God's servants focused on the will, the work, and the things of God. And the third similarity among the servants of God is that they all fixed their eyes on the glory to come. The book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, second verse tells us, Looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, it was the joy of the things to come that helped give the servants of God strength in order to endure the many trials and tribulations that they faced. That's why the Lord tells us in the book of 1 Peter, first chapter, verses 6 through 9, where he says, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if 
need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. So let us do as it is written in the book of James, the first chapter, verses 2 through 8, which reads, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So how do we weather the storms of trials and tribulations? We walk in obedience with our Lord Jesus Christ. We focus on the will, work, and the things of God, and we keep our eyes fixed on the glory to come. We'll close with what the Lord tells us in the book of Romans, the 8th chapter, 6th verse, which says, For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. May God bless all who hear and do his word. And thank you once again for tuning in to Against Principalities and Powers. Amen.